Welcome to Caverns and Krakens, an almost family-friendly D&D real play podcast. I am your dungeon master, Ethan Despain, and these are our players. Bo Wright as Momo Walker, the Hexblade Warlock that talks to an invisible friend that only he can see that may or may not be a demon. Uh, don't worry about it. Also, he's currently pretending to be a bard. Caden Haywood as Scar, the Leonin Paladin, who in case it wasn't already obvious, has a very large scar crossing his face and one of his eyes. I'm Cody Sarine, playing Mr. Pickles, who is a barbarian half-orc and grew up on a commune <laughs> and has a lifelong dream of owning a sheep farm. Leslie Colton is Ekanem Umut, a dragonborn monk with allergies and childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> who can really say which one's worse? <laughs> which one of us? We'll try to keep things TV-14, but there will be violence. Other applicable content information can be found in the episode description. Last episode, as the fight reached its bleakest, Helia's voice from the heavens warned of impending doom and chose Scar to be her champion and avenger. A cosmic explosion rocked the material plane, neutralizing the demon threat and calming the stormy seas. As his eyes closed in unconsciousness, Scar saw a gift from his goddess appear on the deck next to him. You all awaken, surrounded by what's left of the crew, the morning sun shining down on you. I... What happened? Where I, are we? I... I can I die happy. Face. Goodbye, world. Um, I think you're doing okay. We uh, we stabilized you, man. No, no. Scar is clutching the handbag, like, curled up in a ball, just with a smile on his face, and, like, pretending to be dead. <laughs> that is pure happiness right there. <laughs> the Kraken is still where you left him in the bucket by the rail of the ship. He has finished all of his popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I go up to the Kraken. I say, what the heck? Why didn't you warn us sooner? Warn you of what? <laughs> the cosmic chickens and closets and hurricanes and things. You said to turn around, but we were already there. Oh, I was a dog. What did you expect from me? <laughs> I don't know. Like Good a point. few minutes warning would have been nice. I a few did more my minutes. Best. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I did my best. We everyone's okay. Look, see, we're fine. We we lost a couple goblins, but I mean, like, uh, we're you're pretty right. Good you're right. Now. You're right. What's in the chest? I don't know. I've I don't know. You were with the captain 24-7. She, she never opened it. She never opened it? All right, well, you want to go find out with us? Uh, yeah, sure, I'm into that. Let's go take a little waltz down to the captain's quarters, huh? Can I slide a pan Momo to steal the key from him to open the chest? Yes, you may. You are going to have to roll for that. Yeah, so a post slide of hand checks. 18 plus 2, dirty 20. Gosh darn it, I'm going to have to beat that. Why do you get such good rolls when you're trying to steal from me? I'm one short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ekonem dexterously swipes the key yeah. from uh, Momo. The, for the second time. <laughs> swipes the man-sized key from Momo. Ekenem, why are you such a kleptomaniac? <laughs> I just like opening locks, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're a klepto. Are you like a rogue? Before you get in there, Lieutenant Colonel is like, oh, yeah, I guess we should probably wake up the captain, too. Yeah, I bet she was uh, hiding out during uh, that fight. I mean, about that. we're not paying attention to the last episode when Mr. Pickles <laughs> clearly told you she was dead. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, I, it was the heat of battle. I do not remember that. <laughs> we came in and she was just mysteriously dead. She was mysteriously dead. <laughs> 
Do you, you don't know what killed like her? The, the dog no. killed her, but we don't know where the dog went. Yeah. It was the dog. <laughs> okay. So uh, the dog killed her, but the dog's gone now. Yeah, the dog had like blood all over his muzzle and then he ran off. All right. There's <laughs> nothing I can say to that. <laughs> Okay, I guess. What? That's never happened to you before? D- does he not notice the juvenile Kraken on his ship? Uh, wait, wait, when that Kraken get? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's cool. He's cool. He's with us. Okay, so the Kraken's cool. Did the Kraken just climb aboard the ship last night in the ocean? The Kraken is my emotional support animal, and you're not allowed to get rid of him. <laughs> okay, this is fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a chest. I like chests. I've got a big one. Let's go see what's in this Baba chest. Boom. <laughs> yeah, he flexes his pecs. <laughs> okay, Ekinem pushes open the chest. So inside, you see just an assortment of valuable things. A handful of, like, platinum and gold coins, but also, like, just random stuff like golden plates and, like, platinum earrings, that kind of thing. Very nice. Let's take it all. Also, on top of all that stuff, you see a soggy pamphlet that says, Your new polymorph collar, an instructional guide for first-time users. Ekinem swipes that before Kearney can see it. Okay, <laughs> he's going to roll a perception check. Can I roll sleight of hand again? Yes, yeah, so, so roll sleight of hand again. He's going to roll a perception check. Four plus two, six. Yeah, so 19 minus one. He got 18. <laughs> He sees you swipe the pamphlet. He says, hey, wait, what's that? You got to share. Share with the crew. That's how this uh, thing works. Ekinem eats the pamphlet. Oh, oh it, wait. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was a polymorph call. It must have been a demon dog, a hellhound. That's why it killed her. Ekinem has the pamphlet like halfway in the mouth. And it's like, <laughs> is this the best move? <laughs> Suddenly doubts themselves. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, okay, he's going to try to pull it out of your mouth. He's going to, like, uh, he's going to have to roll an athletics check to jump up and try to grab it. Uh, oh, my gosh, 19 plus 4, so he got a 23. He has an insane vertical, jumps up, and, like, rips half of it out of your mouth. <laughs> so he starts reading it really quickly. Polymorph collar, uh, dangerous to those unfamiliar. Uh, bolo baggy britches, immediately polymorph. Okay, hold on. Right here, it says, This manual covers household pets model collars. Warning, keep out of direct radiant energy. And then uh, that's the, that's all we got. Uh, I exude radiant energy. <laughs> the... Okay, and when I say that, Scarhead just walked up behind the, the, the group when they're all around this chest, and everyone turns around, and what you see is I have the handbag in the crook of my elbow. <laughs> it's just uh, laying in with a huge scar in his face, just this grizzled guy, and then a bedazzled handbag on handbag. his... Yes. Uh, Kearney turns around and says, that's cute. <laughs> it's not cute. It's stylish. Yeah, I, I would say so. Okay, he's just going to roll an insight check to see if you guys are lying to him. Because you're acting roll weird. deception check? Yeah, you can okay. roll a deception check. Give me like a clear statement as to what lie you're... And I kept trying to lie to him, right? Okay, yeah, I can roll with advantage. 13 plus 5. Okay, well, he rolled a 6 minus 1. <laughs> so uh, he believed fine. you. Just, just say again the lie that you're trying to tell him. Whatever creature killed her must have been like a demonic creature, hey? And then like... After it killed her, it must have, like, fled the ship. One of them closets or chickens, maybe. Like, we found the collar right here, broken off. So, like, it must have broken off the collar, killed her, and then fled. Mm, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Okay, I'm convinced. <laughs> I am a bard. I'm a very educated, intelligent uh, person. Roll a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> That's a 13 plus 5 again. 
Uh, 13 minus 1. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're some bard. <laughs> Wait, where would the dog have fled to? We're in the middle of the ocean. Well, it's not a dog anymore, Scar. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a polymorph collar. Okay, so it, it would have had to turn into some kind of creature, uh, maybe like a kraken. <laughs> Like a chicken. And then fled. I, I, I'm sure it was probably it fled, like right? one of the abyssal chickens that we were fighting last night, Scar. Oh, yeah, it could be that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like doing a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing really good here. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel looks at you with like his mouth open, but he's just not going to say anything. I know everyone was kind of rushed last night, but you didn't even cover the body. There is just blood everywhere. I mean, we were being actively attacked by chickens. <laughs> In okay. the corner, you see the captain's corpse is still lying there. Sorry, we and it's didn't like clean on, it up while we like were blacked out <laughs> on the ground now because of the waves from the storm last night. Why don't we just give her like a proper Viking funeral? Yeah, I'm into that. Send her to Valhalla. Don't you have goblins to do this kind of thing? There's like four goblins that are like peeking around the corner of the door, trying to like see what's in the chest, and they like quickly duck back out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, Lieutenant Girl walk, like, storm, walks out of the room with a lot of authority. Hey, you, uh, you four right here, go grab the captain's body. Ooh, uh, we probably shouldn't use one of the, like, lifeboats. Chuck her overboard. Yeah, just throw her into the water, we'll shoot a flaming arrow at her. I think that's pretty respectful. Yeah. <laughs> the most respectful. <laughs> they shoot a flaming arrow into the water and it goes out before it even hits her. <laughs> they, he gives the goblins, each of them, like, a, a bow and arrow with a flaming arrow and it just, like, goes into the water and then, like, sputters out. I have a dart gun. Uh, if you want, you can shoot her. <laughs> you can roll to hit. 18. Okay, it, it hits her. <laughs> For 1d4 plus 2 points of damage. A small dart hits her, but nothing happens. She starts to just, like, float farther and farther away. <laughs> I feel like Momo starts trying to sing Danny Boy as she floats away. <laughs> oh, that's a bard right there. <laughs> Does she catch on fire? No, oh. no, she's, she's soaked. She's underwater. <laughs> she's just floating farther and farther away. Lieutenant Colonel looks out at the water and says, Well, we sure tried, didn't we? Uh, let's not speak of this again. <laughs> Gave the good old college try. Yeah, he turns around and walks the other way. Right at that moment, a flash of darkness appears in the center of the ship. A beautiful woman with ebony hair stands there holding a clipboard. She says, Hi, my name's Fierna. I have a couple questions about what just happened. <laughs> Who are you? I uh, I came here because there was a concentration of Helia's presence. She like looks up from her clipboard and looks around, clocks the lion in. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, yep, yeah, that makes sense. That is just typical of Helia, man. She would do that, wouldn't she? Oh, man, we had a we had a good thing going for a couple millennia. May she rest in peace. <laughs> oh, once he hears "rest in peace," he runs up to Fiora and he's like, "Is she okay? What happened to Helia? Tell me." Did you stop in front of her or did you try to like tackle her? I stopped. I okay, okay, cool. She doesn't like flinch or anything. She like looks down at you. She says, oh yeah, she literally just died like 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 a second ago. Did you not, well, not died technically, more like dispersed. You know how the gods are, the whole thing with like the crowns and stuff, but that's beside the point. What, what, um, what, I don't what, know. What, you, what crowns? I'm the one asking the questions here. Calm down. <laughs> Hold on, give me a minute. check or something to know what crowns she's talking about? Yeah, roll a history check. 12 plus 2, 14. In the town that you departed from, the five statues each had really ornate crowns. She looks at Scar and says, did you not notice her dying? Like, she picked you as her champion, I'm assuming. Like, did you not yeah. sense that? Is that... Did, yes. I guess some were just he farther was along than others. in the process of dying at the time, so like, give him some slack, mate. 
she told me to avenge her, but she... <sighs> he's like slowly like drifting down, and like you can hey, just see the life force like melting into the floor. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> at least she leaving. gave you this nice handbag. It doesn't soothe the pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is really cute. Yeah, that's that is just her style. I like that. <laughs> the zebra folk probably find it offensive. <laughs> oh, for sure. But that's, that is just like Helia. <laughs> Scar's gone catatonic. Arcanum puts a hand on Scar's shoulder. So I'm assuming you guys don't have any of the crowns then. She like nudges Scar with her foot, realizes that he is now catatonic and looks at the rest of you. <laughs> no, no crowns. She didn't, she didn't give you anything. Well, I mean, she gave us this very stylish handbag. Okay. Well, okay. Well, she uh, holds out her clipboard. She like writes some things down. Are you guys headed west? Are you going to fight the Demogorgon? Is that like... No, we're, that we're, we're running away from that whole mess. Mm, yep, yeah, that would make more sense. I can see that. <laughs> it's a Demogorgon. Yes. If you're going to head that way, the Demogorgon's over there. I mean, if you guys if you guys want to go kill him, like we'll help you out a little bit. We'll do what we can. I say we fight it. Any help is appreciated, for sure. But if you're running away, I respect that too, because you'll be murdered instantly. I say we fight it. Okay, well, uh, good luck with that. I think I've got all the information I need, so have fun with the Demogorgon. You Who are you? Who are you? Fiona, Fiona I, I told, obviously. I told you. But Weren't you paying attention? What, 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 are what? you like don't Helia's secretary or something? Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no. <laughs> no, I am not. Good one, though. I like that. <laughs> this is a funny one. <laughs> Am I supposed to know who you are? Uh, I would think so. Act like I'm stupid. <laughs> I am Fierna, Lady of the Fourth Hell. You don't know me. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay, well, um... No wonder she's so hot. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> you are a funny one. <laughs> wait, are you... Wait, I think she's an enemy of Helia. Not really, like, we were... You said you're from hell, right? Yeah, yeah, we're neighbors. I... Momo starts backing <laughs> up. Insight check. <laughs> you can roll an insight check. Yeah. What do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know if she's actually, like, an ally to Helia. Okay, or... sure, yeah. 19 Ooh. plus 3, 22. She is actually, in fact, friendly with Helia. They're not, like, allies per se, because she is, like, for sure 100% evil, but... The Astral Sea is where the gods live. In the Astral Sea, that's where the nine hells are. So they actually are legitimately neighbors. The demons come from the elemental chaos. The abyss is in the elemental chaos. Hell is in the Astral Sea. So they're kind of like two opposing forces in the opposite, like polar opposite parallel planes to the material plane. They're neighbors that have each other over for dinner parties all the time, but secretly don't like yeah, each other. they hate each other, and it's really, like, awkwardly tense at all their dinner parties. <laughs> but they're very friendly. <laughs> they used to be roommates in college. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I look at Fiona and say, I'm getting a vibe. Are Momo you... Momo has run away, by the way. <laughs> evil, by chance? Yes. Why? Yes, I would say so. Yeah, I'm, I'm Do evil. you want to know about Helia? That is, in fact, above your pay grade. And with another flash of darkness, she disappears. No! No! I had more questions. <laughs> All right, well, since none of us or anybody has anything to live for anymore, I say we just fight the Demogorgon. <laughs> Speak for yourself, man. Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> Y'all are fork men. Momo pokes his head from where he ran to hide. I is she gone? 
yeah, she's gone. <laughs> you can come out now. <laughs> he comes back out. Gar's already on the wheel, like, <laughs> sailing on, us no. towards the Demogorgon. <laughs> you can kill yourself on that stupid mission, you, but not us, Gar. You, you don't even know where you're going. Yes, you don't do. know. Are you proficient in Yeah, buddy, that is south. That is not west. Pirates. <laughs> you're going straight south. You're going south. Let, let let me do the, the steering. No, no, no. Buddy, stop him. We want to go south anyway. <laughs> Just let him think we're going there. Yeah, the little kraken, uh, like, runs his way as fast as he can up to you guys. <laughs> no. Wait, stop. Hold on. Okay, wait. Just stop right there. He, like, grabs the wheel to try to turn it back the other way. Do you want to contest him? Sure. <laughs> yes. I'm going to lean down and whisper, he's going the wrong way anyway. Just let him have this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when Momo says that to him, he like lets go of it, lets you have it. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm trying to get away from that direction because that's where the other Krakens are, and they're not too like friendly with me right now. I'm trying to head over to Waterdeep. I have a connection there that can uh, give us some information and probably help us out a lot. Help us out stop the Demogorgon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. Okay, Scar. Can you be more specific? We're going to see the wizard. Uh, <laughs> Count me the in. The wonderful wizard of Oz? The wonderful wizard of Waterdeep. Waterdeep. The wizard of Nas. <laughs> of Schnaz. The wizard of little Nas X. <laughs> Yeah, right now, in your uh, current state, you... He, like, waves a tentacle at you. There is nothing you can do against the Demogorgon. You could barely beat those chickens. You you couldn't beat those chickens. I watched you. So I think you might need a little bit of help but before now you try I to go this, back. And, uh... and I hold up the handbag. <laughs> you don't even know what that does, Scar. I feel much more connected to Helia now that I have this. He pats you on the leg. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. <laughs> I, I really fail to see the importance of seeing this wizard you speak of. Uh, anybody else? Any, come on, help me out here. It's because of the wonderful things he does. Scar, do you think Helia would really want you to go and die fighting this Demogorgon without even finding her crown to be with or her, anything? Yes. You're her champion. That means you have to fight for her, which means not doing That's stupid things I'm that doing. will get you killed. Scar, you gotta act smart to defend her. Yeah, as soon as you die, she's going to pick a new champion, so... Wait, what? When you die, she's, she's just going to pick a new champion. She's not going to pick you. me next. You know yeah, that, right? Mr. Pickle is in the <laughs> well, hot seat. Well, screw this! <laughs> I recently found religion, and I just started worshipping Helia, so... I wouldn't be surprised if she picked me next. Do you want me to be her champion? I hug Mr. Pickle. <laughs> I look at Lieutenant Colonel. Well, at least you and me are still Vorok men, huh? Yeah, Vorok all the way. Wait, he's not dead too, is he? Okay, we're going to roll religion checks. <laughs> How does one pray to Vorak? Lieutenant Colonel is going to start, he's going to like raise his hands above his head and start jumping in the air. Uh, and naturally, he's just going to start doing burpees. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled oh, no. a 7 plus 1 for religion. Uh, he rolled a 5 plus 0. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Does that mean he is dead? I mean, Vorok's a pretty powerful man. I'm pretty sure he survived. Ekonom and Mr. Pickles, you both are partial towards Terra, the green goddess. Okay, so both of you give me religion checks. Nat 20. Oh, there we go. That's what we need. Plus okay. 22. Okay, so Ekonom, you feel deep in your bones. All of the gods have died. I think all of the gods have died, guys. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> oh, crap. He doesn't even care that much. <laughs> Yeah, what a shame. 
I feel it oh, in no. my bones. Vorok, no. He didn't pick me to be his champion. And what a shock. Vorok didn't see fit to tell you guys because he's an uncaring god, unlike Helia. <laughs> Who made Fuck, sure to it's tell all me. about passion. How hey, can you say hey. he, he, that's his whole thing? Uh, okay, Lieutenant Colonel falls to his knees and he is now sobbing on the on the deck. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. <laughs> you were just doing this a second ago. This was you like a minute ago, literally. Because well, I had a real connection with her. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> this okay. seems like a parasocial relationship, I'm not going to lie. What are you talking about? Are there any like funeral rites that you do... In the Church of Terra that you can do without the body? Like in remembrance rituals or something? You can strip down naked and run around a campfire. Uh, I would love to say yes to that, but I'm going to say no. (laughs) Sounds like something a a Vorok guy would do. That is, in fact, the morning ritual for Vorok. I can have give Momo a look when he says that. It's like, no, no. Um, Okay, well, Lieutenant Colonel uh, strips down to his boxers and starts running around the deck. Oh, man, I wish we could light a fire here. This just isn't quite enough. It's really not the same without the fire. Yeah, I know, man. We eat a flower when someone dies. Yeah, when someone dies and their their body's not there, you eat some flowers to remember them. You take a handful out of a sack of flour? (laughs) (laughs) Flowers? Have you ever seen a flower before in Momo? Wait. (laughs) Flower? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Do we have any posies? Uh, we look around, we're on a ship. Momo Walker has never seen a flower, whether it's because he's never encountered one or if he's just never stopped to smell the roses. He has never noticed a flower before. Would, <laughs> from the north. Would we have any posies with us? Uh, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> I have okay. Okay. Here, look One at of my the backpack. goblins opens his backpack and inside is just full of like flower petals. Okay, uh, Akinem takes a flower petal, tears it in two, eats half of one, and... Throws the other half into the ocean. The goblin that gave you the flower petals starts crying a little bit. Beautiful. That This is exactly what Sarah would have wanted. Oh, man. It's too much for me. He goes below deck. <laughs> it is a very ugly cry. Yeah. <laughs> he is, like, sobbing and screaming. He's not very It's poised. not, like, dripping out of his nose. <laughs> he slips onto the stairs because of the snot. <laughs> I look at Lieutenant Colonel and I go, you know, it might be time to put back on the clothes, mate. <laughs> I think the morning's gone on long enough. Okay, I guess you're right. He would, he would, he does approve of moving on, doesn't he? Yeah. He uh, starts putting his armor and stuff back on. The Kraken, like, uh, flops his way up to you guys when he, he walks. The Kraken, his way up to you. <laughs> um, and he says, okay, so, uh, water deep, please? Yeah. Let's go. Okay, great. Why do you want to go to this wizard so badly? And why are you so hell-bent on this suicide mission? I'm not anymore, now that apparently she would choose a new champion. Wait, she's dead! (laughs) Wait! Not quite dead. She's more, like, dispersed. Like, her essence was dispersed. (laughs) Little Kraken, take us to water deep. Please. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Pickles. I like you. Ekanem's a navigator, so Ekanem like just like kind of tilts the wheel a little bit and the ship turns around. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ekanem almost magically uh does like a hairpin turn in a boat. <laughs> Boats can actually do that. It does that. Yeah. <laughs> With Ekanem at the wheel, yes they can. <laughs> So because there was a storm last night, it's very calm, actually. There's not a lot of wind, so the goblins have to get out the oars and start rowing. 
there are 30 goblins left and two hobgoblins. They all just start rowing. Ekonom knows the way. Waterdeep is a pretty big city. It was one of the cities that was completely flooded during the Great Flood, but you're going to go there anyway. Um, <laughs> is this journey long enough for us to take a short or long rest? Yeah, so you all can take a long rest and level up. You guys go and you take a long rest. You come back up and the uh, sun is low in the horizon behind you guys. Between you and Waterdeep, there are a bunch of islands. These islands are like the Faerun equivalent of like Tortuga from Pirates of the Caribbean. So this is like Pirate Haven is these islands that are off the Sword Coast. So as you're sailing along, you see off in the distance, like a small steamship that is coming up alongside you guys. In the ship, there are a bunch of halflings that like wave at you guys and they hold up cones that they use in old timey things to like speak through <laughs> in the movies in Shrek. <laughs> yes. And they're like, hey, uh, can we, uh, can we come aboard your ship? We have a, we have a proposition for you guys. Can Ekonem roll an insight check on... Yes, you can roll an insight check. So they come like right up alongside you guys. 18. Ooh, they're lawful neutral. Do you guys have bagels? Yeah, I've got bagels. Yeah, you can you can you send two of them as long as you come with bagels. Okay, you have a deal. They like quickly before anyone else could say anything else. They run below deck, grab a couple bagels. <laughs> Do you guys run on like a ladder or something? Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Okay, so you lower the gangplank, they like climb their way up because your ships are like so drastically different in height. <laughs> They're in like a little like steam powered keelboat, kind of like a fishing ship. And you guys are in like a huge sailing ship that's four decks high. Anyway, so they climb their way up and they're like, hi, how's it going? Let me get some names here. Mermaid Walker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hi. Oh, I was talking about my own name, but uh, that helps too. Momo Walker, Ekonomumu. Nice to meet you guys. Wait, uh, wait you, you don't know your you're own name? You're not a politician, are you? No, God, no, I'm not a politician. I think he might be lying about his identity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hi. Uh, my name is... Hold on, I've got a list here. <laughs> the the, oh, the uh, halfling pulls out a list. <laughs> yeah, halfling pulls out a list. Okay, you are really lying about your identity at this point, mate. My name is Hamel Tortoisecutter. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fake name if I ever heard one. <laughs> and this here is Tethryn Bogbegotten. We're halflings from the United Halfling Territories. Uh, Hamel narrows his eyes at all of you. I narrow my eyes back. He narrows his eyes even narrower. You are on our I ship. shut my eyes. We're the only ones allowed to be suspicious here. <laughs> Tethryn Bogbegotten's like, okay, I've got a proposition for you guys. What do you say about this? So we are just coming back from that way, and we're trying to get to Waterdeep. Do you guys think you could offer us passage? This is about a three-day journey from here to Waterdeep. If you go north of the Moonshay Isles, it is run amok with pirates and bandits and stuff, but there's not a ton of order there. So we could get through, but we would feel a lot safer if you guys came with us and gave us like safe passage through there because you look like a pretty, a pretty tough ship. The other option is to go south of the Moonshay Isles where the waters are pretty strictly controlled by the local governments. Five day journey if you go south, three day journey if you go north. What do you guys say? Do you want to offer us passage up north? We have some uh, things we can offer you if you... Uh, Bagels. If we make it safely. Uh, yes, more bagels if you'd like. I say we go north. Would that get us headed in the right direction if we went the shorter way? Yeah. We have a pretty substantial amount of money that we could give you and some items we think you might like. Hmm, items. Items. <laughs> I love items. Uh, 
Yeah, well, here's the thing. We are an official military vessel. I don't think we're going to have issues with... M just, like, rolls <laughs> their eyes and is like, I don't want to deal with any more government stuff. Tethryn pipes up and he says, okay, come on. Who's the captain? You want some adventure, right? You know you want adventure. Oh, Kearney's no. the captain. Kearney's the captain. Okay, where's Kearney's Kearney? the captain uh, now. He is hey, speaking his I, language. Uh, I guess I'm the captain now. <laughs> What's up? We will give you the items in advance and we'll give you the money after we get there. How does that sound? Sounds fine. And is there anything you're not telling us about people that are after you or like things that... Uh, no, we're just merchants. Insight check. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> They're salesmen. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> three plus three, six. They're super merchants. They're the most merchanty merchants that Whoa. can merchant. I trust them. Nice. They're, yeah, they're very ordinary looking merchants to Ekanem. <laughs> we, we've been pretty straightforward. There are pirates and bandits and stuff. That's why we need your help. You guys for sure could take any like anything we could run across. So Anyone opposed? No. Is Kearney going to report us to the military base for not going through proper channels? No, he's not. <laughs> is, is it because he wants the adventure? Yes. Kearney looks at Tefran and says, adventure, you say, huh? You think that's going to be pretty adventurous? Is there some pretty exciting stuff out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way more interesting than if you go south and you got all that paperwork. Boo. You got to go north. You got to go north. Kearney nods and says, yeah, yeah, we got to go north. Okay, we go north. <laughs> I lean over to Scott and I go, that man might be the worst military leader I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so it would seem. <laughs> I can have nods approvingly. <laughs> Is somebody, like, keeping watch in the crow's nest? Last time I was in the crow's nest, I got stuck, so... <laughs> Momo will do it if Mr. Pickles doesn't want it. <laughs> okay, so Momo uh, is going up to the crow's nest. Give me three perception checks. Okay. Like, nightfall, morning, afternoon. Well, I have bad perception, so I probably shouldn't have done that, but that is 12 minus 1. Okay. 9 minus 1. Okay. Five minus one, so okay. bad on all the rolls. Everything is looking pretty good. We're going to crash. <laughs> everything is okay. Guys, no. everything looks perfectly safe. I can't see anything. <laughs> I can't see anything, which means we're perfectly safe. <laughs> Does the Kraken have any input? No, the Kraken is cool with just getting there faster. I give the Kraken a fist bump. The Kraken fist bumps you back. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> Mr. Pickles. <laughs> what a bro. <laughs> what a guy. Hey, Kraken, do you have a name besides Kraken? A, a name? Like something you want us to call you? Like a nickname or something? Uh. Wait, he doesn't, he doesn't have a name! <laughs> He's yelling from the crow's nest. I guess not. <laughs> Cracky. Jimbo! Let's call him Jimbo! Jimbo? What did your fellow Krakens call you when they needed you to come over? Uh, a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> no, before you defected. Um, they never really called me anything. Krakens aren't aren't really like that, especially not to me. I was kind of a, I was kind of an outcast. I was kind of a, a red sheep, if you know what I mean. Red sheep? Well, he's a, he's a red kraken. He's like oh, he's red. Uh, okay. the octopus from Finding Dory. He's that color. Okay. Well, Jimbo, it is. Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo. Jimbo? I can work with Jimbo. 
Is that my name now? No, no. Confirm selection? No. <laughs> I can impress is no. I can impress is cancel. Cancel. We can come up with something better. My uncle's name is Jimbo. Are you saying my uncle has a bad name? We need something cuter for cute little Kraken. Jimbo Jr. <laughs> we, we should brainstorm over this three-day trip, Sounds is what I'm good. saying. I've got it. Squidward tentacles. <laughs> Squidward tortellini. <laughs> Squiggles. Squiggles. Squiggles the Kraken. My name is Squiggles the Kraken. <laughs> or Jimbo. For short. Jimbo for short. Jimbo for short. Jimbo for short. <laughs> I'm Squiggles the Kraken or Jimbo for short. I like it. Both have the exact same amount of syllables. <laughs> One of them is just much easier on the tongue, mate. It's decided I am Squiggles the Kraken, or Jimbo for short. Uh, Squiggles. Yeah? So, in the case that we run into some unfriendly characters, do you have any abilities or fighting powers? You didn't seem to really help us during that chicken fight. Oh, uh, you guys look like you got it. You were doing pretty well. We were dying! We all died. I guess you did. <laughs> So that's a no? Yeah, I guess yeah, I, I've got, I can do some stuff. I can help you guys out. Do you need weapons like an axe to hold in one of your tentacles or something? Sure. Yeah, I can try that. I have two daggers. I don't necessarily really need them. We could arm the Kraken with daggers. If you give a Kraken a dagger, he's <laughs> gonna want a hand axe. He's <laughs> gonna want a hand axe. <laughs> you guys have just found like a really OP way to... For this Kraken to fight people. Because <laughs> he has an action called fling that he can do. <laughs> which says he can throw a like a medium or smaller object. Yes. And it has a damage stat. So if he hits with the attack, he would do his fling damage and the, the weapon damage. Yes. Yo. I drop my two daggers from the crow's nest. They stab him and he dies. <laughs> Squiggle. No. They have the shield on, it just knocks him unconscious. We give him eight hand axes for each one of his. He's just a spinning <laughs> mass of death. He becomes the Gravitron, but with hand axes. Is Momo still up in the crow's nest doing his... Uh-huh. Okay, give me two perception checks. Uh, 11 minus one. Okay. Gosh darn it, they're all bad rolls. Momo's uh, never going to be allowed in the crow's nest again. Put on your glasses. Oh, there we go, 19 minus one. Okay, nice. Right as it's too late, it is currently the afternoon of the third day. You guys are going to reach Waterdeep as the sun is setting. It is the early afternoon of the third day. You guys see a keelboat with black sails comes right up behind you. Guys, there's a ship! Oh, what? Wait, why didn't you tell us? Come on, come I on, Momo. You as soon as I saw it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's a ship. Um, hold on. <laughs> Uh, what what items did the halflings give us, by the oh, way? Oh, sorry, yes. When they got back on their ship, they handed you a rust-colored bag. What does this do? What's the fun in me telling you? That takes all the excitement out of it. You'll see, you'll see. If we happen to run into some bandits in a couple days, yeah, it, it might help you in combat. I look in. The, I open the bag and I look in. What's in it? Uh, magical darkness. Do you want to, like, reach your hand in or anything? Yeah. Okay. I think about... Like a weapon. You think about a weapon and you stick your hand into the bag. When you reach into the bag, you find a small fuzzy object. Oh, a Furby. It starts singing the Furby song. <laughs> <laughs> pull it out. 
This is a Furby and it starts singing the Furby song. It is a, a fuzzy object. What is this thing? That's for you to find out. They quickly scamper over to their ship, leaving you with this bag and fuzzy object that you're now holding. You can roll an Arcana check or if somebody has like the detect magic spell, you can use that. I'm good with Arcana. With a good enough Arcana check, I'll give you like a watered down detect magic. Oh, that was a nat 20. Oh, dang. Okay, (laughs) perfect. So with a nat 20, you can see that the fuzzy object is imbued with transfiguration magic. Okay, do you want to flashback forward to the combat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) cool. Yes. You see suddenly a ship on your tail. Right at that moment, two other ships from like around different corners, and you're kind of like blocked in by these three ships. Everyone roll initiative. Ooh. Now, something I'm good at. That was another nat 20. Nice. 16. 12. Two nat 20s in a row. That's so unlikely. Nice. 16. Oh, wow. They all rolled less than 10. One of the ships is like right on your tail. It's like right next to you. The other two are about 60 feet away in front of you. Momo. Okay, well, I'm going to focus on the closest one, but you would say it's like still I'm not going to be disadvantaged on a range attack, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Do I see the captain? Yes, you do see the captain. I am going to Eldritch Blast the captain. (laughs) (laughs) That is a 17 plus 5. That very hits. All right, D10, let's go. Ooh, that was a 10. Nice, awesome. Now it is Mr. Pickles. I'm definitely going to enter rage. Mr. Pickles is enraged that Momo waited till now to tell them. (laughs) (laughs) How could you not see these ships until now? I swear they went there and then they went there. (laughs) 17. That hits. You're aiming at the captain as well? Yeah. Okay, yeah, now it's Scar. Does this ship have cannons? Mm Mm-hmm. Does their ship have cannons? It has a ballista. <laughs> has a trebuchet. Guys, they've got a trebuchet on the deck of the boat. It's a massive trebuchet. <laughs> the captain's loading in the trebuchet to try to board our ship. <laughs> like rocks the whole ship as it swings around. Like, <laughs> the ship is the counterweight. <laughs> okay, he can't really do anything, so he's just... Is, how close you can the boat? prepare a reaction to like try to hit him if he climbs up on the ship. You should man the cannon. Sure. So okay. So your ship has a ballista and a mangonel. So you're gonna have disadvantage with both weapons because they're so close. Okay. Scar is going to get up as close as he can to the edge of the boat. So he's okay. as close yeah. as he is to the Lead captain. Over a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's gonna give out a daunting roar and try to scare the captain into. I don't know if that would, uh, I mean, okay. go to the side. Yeah, but no, that, that, that works, yeah. The frightened condition will let him move his ship away. Oh, awesome. Uh, uh, so he DC has to 12. roll DC 12. Wisdom. Wisdom. Ooh, not 20. Oh, no. He is not scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He goes, <laughs> Okay. Uh, Star's voice Dang cracks it. up roars. <laughs> <laughs> That was a beautiful falsetto, Scar. (laughs) Anything else you can do on your turn? No. Okay, Ekanem. You are holding the bag, right? Yeah. Can I shout at the halflings and say, hey, what does this fuzzy thing do? Can you tell me now? The halflings, Tethryn yells up at you, just throw it at them. Okay, Ekanem throws it at them. Okay, here we go. Just roll athletics. Nat one plus zero. Okay, this is fine, yeah. So you go to throw it, and it, like, slips out of your hand before you can actually throw it. Roll a D8. Seven. Seven, nice. (laughs) 
the fuzzy object turns into a lion. Oh, Scar! Can you speak to this lion? Why would you think that? Well, if you can't, I can. Now that I'm level two, I have beast speech, so I'm going to look at the lion and be like, Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm just here. I'm just here for the ride. You want a bagel, mate? I think we got some more bagels in the back. I love a bagel. Yeah, that'd be great, man. I tossed the lion a bagel. So the lion's going to go on your turn, so he can go just right after you. He starts licking your face. He is friendly to you. And you can control the lion. You can now add to your inventory a uh, rust bag of tricks. Scar is staring down at the lion. <laughs> this lion is super cool, guys. <laughs> Scar, Scar, it's fine. Don't get competitive. <laughs> can I talk to lions? We'll just say yes. You speak. You, you speak lion. <laughs> okay. Mr. Pickles is the only one that can talk to it. Don't forget who's top line here. Okay, so it's going to go towards the captain. It can get there with its speed and use mm-hmm. a claw attack. 19 plus Ooh, 5. That very hits. Lion bounds across the deck and tackles the captain. Scar, this lion is really one up. Uh, six damage, and then it pounce is activated because it moved at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and hit it with claw attack on the same turn. So you have to succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw. Oh, he passes. Okay, so he's not knocked prone, and I can't make a bite But attack. he's now wrestling with this lion. Yeah. Now it's the halfling's turn. So the halflings uh, bring out onto the deck a little mortar. <laughs> they are going to roll to blow up one of these ships. Oh, nice. They load up the mortar, and they're fiddling around with it. They can't fire it this turn because it takes a lot of preparation to pull it out and load it up and stuff, but uh, they have aimed it properly, and it is going to hit next turn. Now it is... All of your enemies, because all of my rolls were less than less than ten. One of the ships is going to fire a ballista at your sails. Ooh, not twenty. It crits. Your sails take thirty damage from the first ballista. Uh, okay. Yep. Now the second ship is going to fire a ballista. It barely hits, so it is going to do another fifteen damage. So your sails have taken forty-five damage now, and now it is the captain's turn. He is going to climb up onto your ship. And he's going to take an opportunity attack from the lion. I can do either bite or claw, right? Correct. So it's going to try a bite attack. Okay. 13 plus 5, 18 hits. It does. And then 1d8 plus 3 piercing damage. Okay, nice. 8 max damage, 11 piercing damage. That bite really did a number on him. He's not looking good anymore. So he climbs up to the ship and he's going to attack Scar with his longsword. He's like, which lion is which? Scar, stop standing on all fours so we can tell the difference. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, you can tell the difference because that one has a purse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good boy. It's a handbag. (laughs) Does 16 hit? No. So he misses with his attack. Now he's going to pull out his hand crossbow and shoot Momo. Oh, dang it. He rolled a nat one. The hand crossbow with a string breaks. <laughs> and he throws it back onto his own bow. Momo does a very cool dodge. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, <laughs> on their turn, the ships also moved closer. So now all three of the ships are like on top of you guys. Now it is back up to Momo. I am going to just go do a normal attack with my hex weapon, my battle axe. Nice. Four plus five. Does not hit, believe it or not. (laughs) Guys, he's so hard to swing at. (laughs) He's got such flexible hips. (laughs) He gives you a charming smile and steps out of the way. He gives a little little wink. Don't make me like you. I want you dead. (laughs) Oh, I can't help it. (laughs) 
Mr. Pickles. I'm enraged. Yeah, you are. I'm going to hit him with my great axe. Mr. Pickles charges up and swings his great axe. 19. Ooh, the great axe comes down. I'm e-rolling a 12. Ooh, damage. 12 damage. Ooh. <laughs> that will do it. So I do that thing where Link like spins around with his sword and he's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That was really good. That was I played Super like, Smash Bros. too many times. Exactly what I thought. In a rage, he, he pulls out his great axe and spins his way, Link style, up to the captain. His great axe crashes into his chest with a sickening crunch. With that much force, he like gets flown off the ship back onto his own ship, where the lion begins to devour him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, mates. Uh, we just killed your captain, so you might just want to retreat. Sad because the captain didn't even get to do any of his cool things. <laughs> we killed him before he even got to do anything cool. He just winked at us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is Scar's turn now. Can I use my movement to jump off the front of the ship to another ship? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to do that. Give gonna... me a an acrobatics check oh, just for style points. Okay. Unless you roll a nat one, you won't like do anything bad, but... Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, Scar, are you kidding me? That face, that face of betrayal. <laughs> Unless you get a nat one. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, uh, I wasn't... <laughs> okay, so, Scar, you get down on all fours. You look just like that other lion, except with a purse. You're like... <laughs> charge your way up to the bow of the ship you leap off it's super graceful and then you smack right into the right into the mast and you like land crumpled on the floor (laughs) no you can still like attack and move and do all that well you can still attack you've used all your movement okay um but you were very ashamed (laughs) yeah there's an audible lion whimper take one d4 of bludgeoning damage okay Four damage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is mostly psychic, but also a little bit of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> mostly a bruised ego, but also <laughs> your head hurts. <laughs> the bandits go, ooh. Scott, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? So he's just going to get up and, and attack the closest bandit with his warhammer. Okay, cool. Uh, if you want to, like, I'm going to say you can use a bonus action to, like, call Kearney or the Kraken to, like, come help you. But just because there are so many, like, people in combat right now, we're going to go like this for now. Smart, smart. But, yeah, if you want, you can use a bonus action to call for Kearney or Squiggles. Squiggles. Are you calling Squiggles? Yes. Okay. Squiggles. Yeah? You're going to help us or what? <laughs> oh, uh, sure. He puts down his popcorn and, like... <laughs> His way over to you. Why does he have so many bags of popcorn? <laughs> picks up his dagger. <laughs> Loves popcorn. He picks up his eight axes. <laughs> it's the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. He is an even cooler Link Tornado. <laughs> okay, so he's actually going to go right after Scar. I just rolled his initiative. Does an 11 hit. So on the boat, there are two people. There's a bosun and a bandit. Which one are you going to hit? The bandit. Okay. No, an 11 does not hit. Gosh dang it. Yeah, Scar swings his freaking warhammer and it just, I guess the guy ducks right under. Scar, you're going to have to do better than that. I know. <laughs> 
Squiggles, aka Jimbo, is going to now use his fling action to fling a hand axe at the bandit. So he has to roll an attack, and then the person also rolls a saving throw. That's what we'll do to balance it a little bit. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. The hand axe hits the guy. He's going to roll a dex save to like jump out of the way. He fails. So Jimbo flings a hand axe at one of the uh, bandits that does a super cool spiral and like hits him right in the chest with the handle. And so he is well hurt. Okay, he's going to take six damage. Yay! Good Go Squiggles. Squiggles! Go Jimbo! Now it is Ekonom's turn. What's nearest to the lion? Just one of the other boats with the people on it. So it's going to use its speed to like go towards a captain of the other boat, maybe. Okay. And hits it with a claw attack, or tries to. Give so. me an athletics check for him, because he's going to have to jump from one boat to the other. 17. Okay, yeah. He successfully does a long jump from one boat to the next one, and he okay. can now pounce on the uh, claw boat. attack. 11 plus 5, 16 to that hit. That hits. Okay. Roll damage. 1d6 plus 3. 6. Okay, awesome. That target must succeed on a DC 13 strength throw. 13? Yeah. He fails. He rolled a 12. Okay, so he is knocked prone, and I can make a bite attack against it as a bonus action. 13 to hit. That hits. Okay, so that's a bite attack. 5 points nice. of damage. Okay. That's the lion's turn. Okay. Go ahead and take your turn. Okay, I'm getting onto that same ship. I hit with my quarterstaff two-handed. 20 hit? Yep. Okay. That's a D8 plus two because I'm using it two-handed because I'm not using a shield. Six plus two is eight points of damage. Okay, were you going for the one that the lion was hurting? Yeah, yeah. I'm teaming up with the lion right now. Ekonim and the lion back to back. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, and then I can use a key point to do flurry of blows as a bonus action. Okay. So two unarmed strikes, which I can also use a monk weapon for that. So I'm going to use my quarter staff again. Nice. Okay, so two unarmed strikes. This is an advantage. This is just two separate strikes. MVP. And that one on one of them and 11 plus 4, 15 on the other. So this person's still prone, so you can roll with advantage. 14 to hit. Okay. 20 to hit. Okay, both of those hit. 3, 3, 6 plus 4, so 10 points of damage okay. on those two flurry of blows. He is down. Describe how you single-handedly you and the lion take out this guy. The lion claws it and bites it and just sort of eviscerates it. And Ekinem is just kind of like standing there with the quarter staff, like cutting off bits <laughs> and like helping the lion get to the meat parts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> All right. Well, they've got that covered. <laughs> now it is, now it's the halflings. So they're going to launch their mortar. It goes boom. And then it goes boom. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do a mortar. Boom. <laughs> and it shoots. Boom. 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 And then it goes <laughs> that was really good. Um, and it's going to attack the other ship that you guys aren't standing on. Mm-hmm. It fully blows through the ship, and that ship starts to sink. One of the crew members on that ship is able to like run and jump onto your ship. The other one goes down with the ship. So you have two enemies left. The bandit on that first boat that you guys are fighting, and then one guy just jumped onto your ship from his sinking ship. Now it is the pirate's turn. Good shot, you little halflings. Thanks. Maybe you are good for something. <laughs> Then mooching off of us. The guy that jumped onto your ship is going to do his thing. He's going to go for Mr. Pickles. Does a 20 hit? Yes. Okay. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you're raging, right? So you just take half damage? I do take half damage. Okay, so you are going to take uh, three damage. 
Ouch. No. <laughs> he like jumps up onto the deck of the ship, runs towards you with his light hammer, smacks you on the noggin, except it just like bounces back a little bit. And he's like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I've got a hard head. Okay, now it's the bandit that's on the ship. He is going to attack uh, Scar. You are on that ship, right? Yep. Okay, he's going to try to attack you. Ooh, nat 20. He crits. Okay. Oh my gosh. So you Scar's not take... looking good for you, bro. Oh. Okay, you take nine damage. All right. Okay, so now it's back up to Momo. I'm on our ship, so I'm going to go for the guy who is on our ship. Okay. Forgive me, I never introduced you to my friend Frank, and my eyes glow <laughs> red, and I give him the Hexblade curse. Oh, nice. As a bonus oh, action. really cool. <laughs> and then I am going to swing at him with my battle axe. That's a nine, but I have a plus five. It very much hits. That is a six. Okay, cool. Is that your turn? Yep. Now it is Mr. Pickles. So that guy that bonked me in the head, mm-hmm. I'm going to smack him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 11. <laughs> that does not hit. It is now Scar's turn. Finally. Scar is very angry because this lion is outplaying him. As he looks and the lion's like doing a backflip. <laughs> The lion's doing consecutive back through a ring. He's doing the push-ups. holding. <laughs> He's too cool. He's doing one-handed push-ups. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, he goes, Helia, I need you right now. Um, and he uh, is just going to swing with his warhammer again. Okay, nice. Except this time he's going to cast guidance on himself. Nice. Yeah. I'll lose my mind. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll my d4. It's not going to matter, though. It's just not Scar's day. Nine. It does not hit. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Even with the guidance of Helia, your blow does not land. <laughs> she really is dead. <laughs> Yikes. Now it is Jimbo. and He's going to try to bite the one that's on the ship. That's a 13 plus 12. So that hits. <laughs> Okay, he does eight damage. That's our Jimbo. You're welcome, guys. I'm here for you. And to think he was just a little puppy Jimbo, the other day. Jimbo nom, noms on the guy's foot. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Okay, uh, now it's Ekonom. I'm going to say maybe we get off this ship so we can leave. Maybe we give them a chance to run away. Yeah, I would love it if you would do that. He says cowering. I'm going to leave. If we ever see you again, we will not hesitate. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's fine with me. Yeah, the lion follows me. Okay, so I'm getting onto my ship and attack the guy who boarded our ship. Okay. Six plus four, ten. That does not hit. And then I'm just going to unarmed strike again with my quarterstaff. Okay. Four plus four, eight. Okay, nice. Leave. Now it is his turn. He is going to book it out of there. He is so close to dying. He runs as fast as he can, jumps onto his own ship, and he's like, Rod, go sail, turn around, get out of here. Scar's still on the ship, so I'm just going to get to his turn so that he can jump off before anything happens. (laughs) I'm going to do a Fortnite dance. (laughs) (laughs) Is it starting to... Yeah, it's starting to separate, but it's not going to be like this. So you can just... Scar is going to attempt to redeem himself. Okay, nice. You can roll if you'd like, but you don't have to. I'm going to get a good roll. Gosh darn it. If you do roll, it can be cool. Okay. I am going to freaking roll. That's an 18 on athletics. Oh, okay. So you you can describe it. It's pretty cool. Um, 
everything goes into slow motion. Bullet time. <laughs> Bullet time. And it's just this beautiful, bounding lion <laughs> dude. And he jumps off the edge, soars. Everybody, it's like the slow motion. Everybody's watching. <laughs> like Free Willy. Yeah, all the heads are turning. And he lands perfectly. Thank you. Thank you. He does a bow. Even the bandits clap. He he bows. So glad he didn't come attack us. (laughs) Thank you. That's a lion right there. (laughs) Yeah, I look at the lion. That's right. (laughs) Kearney wipes a tear. Wow, that's a lion. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see how long this lion lasts. Oh, okay. It vanishes at dawn or when it's reduced to zero hit points. So you have a lion for them until until sunrise. He grabs a mic and he's like, I would like to thank my goddess Helia. (laughs) So you guys are out of combat. You continue sailing on. You don't run into anything else as you go through the rest of this little like straight thing. You come out the other end. The halflings pull up alongside you guys and are like, you know what? That was awesome. Thank you so much for helping us get through there. That saved us like two days. And as we all know, time is money. That's a lot of money we just saved, so thank you all. I have so much money then. (laughs) They hand you a black leather briefcase, and they set it down on the table, and they, like, unclip the metal clips. This is just a straight-up normal briefcase. Okay. (laughs) They unclip the clips, and they open it up, and inside is a bunch of dollar bills. Cloth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you see yellow, white, gray, and red cloth, and he pushes it towards you guys and says you saved us a lot of money if you're ever around this currency is a legal tender in all halfling territories so come by you'll be very rich men the exchange rate is pretty good right now too so this is quite the investment opportunity i'm giving you mom was like oh oh that that's money i i thought you were giving us shirts that were very small <laughs> uh no yes this is a this is a legal tender in all halfling territories oh uh-huh yeah you have any more bagels Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He, yes. he has you a, a dozen bagels. They've been cooking them the last couple of days. They're Have warm. a little bakery in their ship. <laughs> I put the entire briefcase of that into the bag of holding. Okay. <laughs> do you close it or do you just, like, dump it in? <laughs> dump it in. <laughs> uh, do you keep um, the briefcase separately or do you just, like, do you just take the whole yes. thing and just, like, slide it into the bag? The whole thing. <laughs> just put it the whole thing. Nice. The briefcase and all the money uh, tumbles into the bag of holding. Do we really want to trust the ex-pirate with all our money? <laughs> sure. Um, so He's got a nice bag. This is the equivalent really nice of 1,000 gold. Okay. Um, in your inventory. In your inventory, yeah. And they all have little pictures stamped onto them of pretentious-looking halflings. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I'm also adding regular briefcase. Too. Yes, just it's regular briefcase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> regular Descript- human briefcase. Description: extremely regular-looking. A little bit smaller than normal. <laughs> <laughs> the halfling ship kind of like sputters away. It's a fair amount faster than you, so it just kind of like leaves you in the dust. It's like twice as fast as you guys are. Is somebody going back up to the crow's nest? I vote not, Momo. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't get to go to the crow's nest. Momo, you did your job, but you didn't do it well, so I got it this time, guys. Thanks, Scar. Scar uh, climbs his way up to the crow's nest. So that was three days of the journey. It's in the afternoon still, so you guys continue sailing on towards Waterdeep. After a couple hours, you see in the distance, Scar, you see some like structures kind of floating on the water. Do you want to like roll perception to see how well you see it or what do you want to do? Sure. Um, three. Okay. You're rolling so badly today. No, what is happening? Off on the horizon, you see some brown. Guys, I see. It's the color brown. Brown. <laughs> okay, so you guys sail on for a little it while longer until it comes into like regular view. <laughs> you guys 
don't really know what it is until you get quite a bit closer because uh, Scar has something in his eye and just sees Brown. He's yeah. crying a little bit. <laughs> um, yes. Now that he's alone, he's uh, mourning. So as you guys start to see what's in front of you, a smaller like dinghy ship starts like sailing its way towards you guys. In the ship, there is an old man, a Goliath with an axe and an orc with a long sword. And they're kind of like riding out to meet you as you're going towards them. I hold up my blow dart. Like pirates, pirates. So really quick, in front of you, you see like these wooden structures. They're kind of like barges, like buildings kind of floating on the water. Oh, there's a handful of them circled up. You can see like three or four of them right now. And they're making a circle in the water. The wizard guy holds up his hands and he's like, oh, okay, don't shoot us. We're good. Don't, Momo goes and like puts Ekonim's hand down. <laughs> Thank you for that. We are, Ekonim you guys are riding towards us. So we're just coming out to meet you. <laughs> We are not hostile, please. I I turn to Squiggles. You know these guys? No, I don't know these guys. You said you had a connection. Yeah, I have a connection in Waterdeep. I've never been to Waterdeep before, though. I'm a Kraken. I've been, like, having some visions lately, and I just know that I need to go to Waterdeep. The boat approaches. Do you let them climb up onto your ship? Sure, but Ekinem has the quarterstaff at the ready. The wizard and the orc climbs up onto your ship. The Goliath stays in the little dinghy. He kind of hooks it up to your ship and starts tugging you back towards the barges while the wizard talks to you a little bit. He says, hello, everybody. This is the gate to Waterdeep. We try to keep a tight ship around here. So if you guys could leave any weapons or dangerous items on your ship... That would be lovely. What if these hands are a weapon? <laughs> uh, then we ask you to kindly uh, sheath them. <laughs> Holster your hands, please. <laughs> We're going to ask you to leave all weapons and contraband on your ship. We won't go through your ship or anything, but you all individually will be searched. We're just tugging your boat in over there real quick. So you guys hang tight while your ship gets tugged into these barges. It stops next to one of the buildings and he asks, anybody that is wanting to go to Waterdeep, come on and step out now. Okay, Ekinem puts the quarterstaff and dart gun away, but keeps the rest bag of tricks. Okay, cool. I will allow that. That is okay. Is the polymorph collar still around anywhere? Mm-hmm. Jimbo, Jimbo, mate. Yeah, what's up? I don't think they're going to take kindly to a Kraken just going around the town. Yeah, probably not. Krakens are usually pretty evil. Can I put this polymorph collar back on you? Yes. You can just give it a shot. Okay, well, I'm going to try to put it on like a dog collar then. Around what? Like his like head area or like a tentacle? Or... Yeah, so between the head and the legs, like around there. Okay. It doesn't quite fit. So you try to like loosen a little bit. It still doesn't quite fit around his like head area. It's uh, like body area. You know, how did she put this on you? I was not. I was passed out. I didn't actually like see anything. I wasn't conscious. Can you, can you like try to suck in your gut a bit? <laughs> Okay, he's going to roll an acrobatics check to try to suck in his gut. Oh, he rolled a nat 20. Yeah. So, so he, many nat 20s. He like fully sucks in his gut and just turns into like a little like when you twist a balloon and you just easily clip it around him and he turns back into a dog. Nice. I can pets the dog. Uh, nice. The dog likes it. Can you speak with animals? I can. Uh, are you doing okay, Jimbo? Just doing my thing over here. Now that you're like in this wooden structure, you can see in, in this inside of this ring of buildings is just like some open water with magical lines kind of painted around it. Like lines and runes are floating in the water magically. The building is like a square rectangle building with a door on the small side and a door on the long side facing in. So he's going to go through the door on the long side facing in, down some steps, and there's a little like platform dock thing. That's like at water level. So the wizard steps out onto that little platform and you can see that 
they're bringing your ship right into the center of the circle. A bunch of other wizards step out from the other six buildings, and they all start chanting. Um, after a little bit, your ship just folds out of existence. Okay. You're going to give us a valet ticket for that, right? <laughs> okay, so the wizard, like, dusts off his robes, walks back in, and he walks up to Momo, and he pulls out a little silver card. Here's your ticket. Hold on to this. Don't lose it. When you want to leave Waterdeep, just hand this to the attendant, and they'll get your ship for you. None of your belongings will be lost or anything. We, we keep good watch. Uh, we just kind of put it in a pocket dimension for now. So everyone on is going to be fine. You don't really have to worry about it. Just don't lose this card key. For right now, if I could just have you step into the circle over here, you see there's another smaller circle just like in the corner of the room. Momo hands Scar the key. I think this is probably best to go in the, the bag. Yeah. So you put it in the bag of holding. The wizard now has his, uh, the Goliath and the orc kind of like pat you guys down, make sure you don't have any secret weapons. He like pulls out your bag of tricks and he mm-hmm. pulls out the little fuzzy it's thing. My, it's my snuff box. Oh, okay. He like puts it back in and has it back to you. Yeah. Uh, looks inside the bag of holding, like sticks his head in, like shuffles around in there a lot, kind of like climbs into the bag a little bit. And then he climbs back. I was like, okay, yep, everything looks pretty good. (laughs) Okay, so you guys circle up on the uh, little transporter circle, the teleportation circle, and the uh, wizard starts chanting again. You hear the chanting, you see the room, suddenly your ears pop. You are now standing on the ocean floor, surrounded by a bubble. A woman walks up to you and says, Hi, my name's Lily. I'll be assisting you today. Welcome to Waterdeep. Hi, Lily. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Are we on the bottom of the ocean? Yes. Yep. This is water deep. Wow. Really is deep. It's very deep. (laughs) Yeah, it's at the bottom. It's as deep as you can go (laughs) while still being in the water. (laughs) I didn't know they were so literal with names. Yeah, it didn't didn't used to be that way, but I mean, the flood happened and it was a marketing opportunity, so we kind of capitalized on it. (laughs) What was it called before? Oh, it was still water deep. It just didn't oh, make sense. Oh, <laughs> Is this where they hold the limbo competitions? <laughs> yeah, the world-famous limbo championship every year. Yeah, it's the lowest place you could go to get <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Wow. Yeah. Too bad it's off-season right now. You guys would probably do really well. <laughs> you guys would be in the tall division. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure I'd have much against the half one. <laughs> you guys are in the heavyweight division. <laughs> Limbo, that sounds like a man's game. <laughs> I'd like to try this out sometime. Oh, it really is. It really is. Wait, I go to the bubble. Yeah, so Scar walks up to the bubble. It's some kind of wall of psychic energy. Woof rough. Uh, please don't, please don't exit wait, wait, the wait, bubble. Guy. Woof rough. <laughs> you fall through and die. <laughs> the Immediately drown. <laughs> um, she's like, ah, please keep your distance from the edge. Usually we have safety precautions. Here at the gate, it's a little bit trickier with the teleportation circle, but please back up away from the edge. Uh, this is everything is being held up by some like force energy. If you you can leave the bubble, but you will not be able to come back in. So that is a long swim to the surface if you're going to try to just walk out of town. We recommend that you keep to the teleportation circles and planar gates. I'm a really good swimmer. Oh, I, I believe it. <laughs> you look like a really good swimmer. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Do you guys have a Chick-fil-A here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we just built our first Chick-fil-A. Yo, We're expanding. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they just started franchising out here. <laughs> oh, I love chicken. Okay, great. That's yeah. Okay, cool. It's the most moist chicken in all oh, of Oh, lovely. And with that fantastic joke, that's a wrap on this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
Will Momo learn what a flower is? Will Ekinem try to steal something else from Momo? Will Scar discover yet another wall of psychic energy? Will Mr. Pickles ever regain the confidence to enter the crow's nest? Tune in on May 26th for episode 3, where these questions will probably never be addressed. If you just can't wait until then, follow us on TikTok at Caverns and Krakens to see some short video clips from episode 3 over the next two weeks. If you enjoyed the show enough to make it this far and are listening on an app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts where you can give the show a rating, please give us a five-star rating. It really helps new people find the show. Our fantastic DM is Ethan Nisbang. Editing was done by Caden Haywood and me, Bo Wright. Sound design was done by yours truly. Our theme song was created by Ethan Nisbang with assistance from me. Our awesome show art was created by Seth Prestwich. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening this far. gotten inside for you backpack handbag handbag, <laughs> handbag. <laughs> nice